Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited for today's episode of Rebel Radio with Michelle Lane, a dear friend, a colleague, a client. I'm so excited to have you here, Michelle. Please introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. Oh my gosh, Cindy, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I always love our conversations anyway, but I am Michelle Lane. I am a self-mastery mentor, uh, intuitive life coach, and I just love helping women discover and remember who they are, figure out what they want and how to get there. So we share a lot in common and we uh, both have a love of numerology. Mine is new, yours is mastered, which I love. Um, I cannot wait to dive into this topic of self-mastery. What is it? Why is it important? And how does it help us in life? Ugh. So good, so right? good. So let's dive into numerology because you have you geek out on it like I do. What's been one of your biggest takeaways that you've received from understanding some of your numbers? how freaking accurate they are right. and over and over again and like um like it's like having these numbers tell you about you that you suspected were you but you wouldn't own to be you but then once you understand that they're there you can start being like oh that makes so much more sense now and then you look at your family and you're like oh that's even more sense this is so exciting so as i'm diving in and learning more so many revelations and so many insights just being revealed. And not only that, but just how much I've always adored numbers and calculations and systems and all the cool things that that brings uh, to the forefront as well. So yeah, that and then the spiritual connection to the intuitive side of the numbers. Mm -hmm. It's like redefined what I've spent five years discovering through inner work and <laughs> neurotransformation and all the things I was passionate about and helping others and to recognize it's all within a numerical system that now we can understand based off our birthday. It doesn't get any yeah. than that. <laughs> right? I just love the accuracy of it. And it's, it's true. I mean, we all, everything on the planet, all the people, all the things, everything's got a mathematical code. And when we can tap into that and understand it, it just makes life so much easier. Yeah. And code, like whenever I hear that word code, it just mm -hmm. resonates throughout my body because I've also dove in and learned a lot about energy and frequency and vibration. And then the people that have come into my life when I welcomed all this information, when I welcomed the numerology, when I welcomed my own intuition and how much that's expanded and just become home for me, yeah. in my own beingness mm -hmm. and how much it's expanded into how I help my clients today and the programs that are created and it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It can be overwhelming in such a beautiful way because it's so connected yeah. to just the goodness in life. Everything that we, everything we quest for, but we're operating in opposition most of the time, <laughs> fighting ourselves in yeah. to be able to find that freedom. Um, it's just kind of everything. It's just kind of everything. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey of self-mastery. 
Okay. Um, it's really interesting. I, uh, I'm 52 years old. I'm going to own that. And what I love most about that is my main journey in self-discovery and self-mastery has been in the last five to seven years. We, my husband and I went through this huge life shift. We were building businesses together. We had a very, very pertinent um, natural stone business. And by 2013, everything had been crumbling down. And in that moment, my kids, you know, having two daughters, I have two daughters now 22 and 15, they were much littler when all this was going on. But it became very apparent um, that I was loving being a mom and I really loved building businesses. But when that all got shifted and taken away, I was left with myself, my husband and my kids and how important being present became to me because I realized I wasn't. I was so worried about all the things being done and being a perfect this or making sure I was everything as far as a mom that I kind of lost a sense of myself. And when we let everything go or life presented an opportunity to let go of the things that were controlling the majority of our time, I got to really look at that. And I started asking myself some questions in, wow, if I could do anything, be anything right now in this moment, what would I want? And I had no answers. I had mm. nothing. Like it was blank. And it scared the bejesus out of me. Because <laughs> like, what do I fill my time doing? What do I want to do? What had I done? What What are the things I want to do in the future? And I really started making a list of, of each column. And I noticed what came up that I kind of made my heart sing the most. And they were simple, like walking every day or playing with the kids. And then I would take a look at of that list, like what wasn't I doing and why? And it became so simple to be like, well, then spend time here. Yeah. And ever since kind of bringing myself into that awareness, I've just expanded that journey. I started to find some things I wanted to do and dove into that feeling of, is that really me? Can I do that? Because I was defined as, you know, running the accounting for this huge business while being a mom and having the kids in the office and juggling all the things. But my body broke down. So it missed all of this collapse. As we started coming out of it, my body just freaked out, for lack of a better word. I was gaining weight. I was not sleeping. I was completely reversed on the clock, it felt like, like awake when I should be asleep and asleep when I should be awake, to find out that I had adrenal fatigue. So there was no more playing. Everything, all the habits, all the things I had done to get me to that point, my body just stopped and said, sorry. Oh, and man. over the years, I had to relearn to trust myself in this area of food and exercise and rest in a way that I'd never known before because I was a pusher and a forcer <laughs> and a hustler, right? And my body wouldn't let me. I would crash. I couldn't stay awake if I ate too many like carbs, like all these blood sugar swings were happening. I didn't know myself anymore in that capacity. But that's the first place I got to know myself. Over the next three years, once that happened, I learned how much of foods, what foods, how much exercise, how little exercise, and how much more rest I needed to heal my body. And I did it in this intuitive nature because the doctors couldn't promise anything. Right. There wasn't a magic pill. And what's so beautiful when I tell this story now, I'm just connecting these dots and it was the first opportunity for myself to do, tune into me and trust that little whisper of what was working, what foods weren't. And it expanded me into helping others strength train and look at life differently in that matter, which led to a mindset section of why we do what we do and why we don't do what we do. And then that just began to open my curiosity into how can I help people with tools 
to help them recognize these places of self that we often overlook. Mm -hmm. And in that curiosity and that desire to learn more, I became what I was wanting to learn. I embodied it to where I thought that was just what everybody does. <laughs> right. and, so, I love that. Quest of finding community and, and knowing these incredible people who are becoming coaches to take this work out into the world. And all of this was new for me. We called it neurotransformation. It was that mind body shift where we're changing the neurotransformation, the neurotransmitters of the mind into the body to help the emotion express itself, to free itself and free ourselves from what we've been holding onto, all the patterning, mm -hmm. all the behavior. And then in, in finding those communities, getting more into as those stress cobwebs peeled away and I wasn't in this whole like fight or flight anxiousness of doing all the things anymore, my intuition opened up. Yeah. That trust of self became the biggest priority. And I started to learn that there were things like Claire, Claire's, the five Claire's and how weird and strange it was feeling to me. It also felt so right to be able to tune into my body and my mind this way. There was so much more creativity and access points available once the stress was gone. Yeah. And as the trust built, and this was not an easy process, mind you, we'll get into that conversation. <laughs> you know, I'm shifting us forward. But as I, as I trust that, um, that inner knowing, I found myself in more communities of people doing the same. And so now, like adding tools like numerology and adding tools like intuition and finding this beautiful connection in cards and all the things that I didn't think I was allowed to do before for whatever little child version of me said it wasn't okay, I began to embrace, embrace this huge divine essence of me that gave myself permission to be unapologetically me. And that's where the goodness was found and the self-mastery continued and be continuing to be instead of do yeah. myself. Right? Oh, I love that. I love that. So let's dive into the self-mastery then. So everybody has a different definition to what self-mastery means. It's like the definition of success. It means something different to everybody. So what does self-mastery mean to you? So self-mastery means to me this emotional component of our own emotion, ma emotional mastery. So being able to know that we can't control what happens to us in life, outside life, those who pe people who say things to us or how we react, oh, sorry, respond to people. Um, the response and the reaction are the only things we can control. Like anything external of us, this was my biggest insight. Like, oh my gosh, look how I'm internalizing all of this and it's not even mine. It has nothing to do with me, and yet I'm internalizing it. I'm taking it personally, wanting to fix the world and make you not hurt because I'm used to hurting, so let me hurt for you. And like, it's all those spaces in between that where we recognize, oh, I can take responsibility for me, and I don't have to take responsibility for you, yeah. even if you are my daughter, my husband, my best friend. And I don't have to take on your pain, but I can help you create space to be there for you. And the mastery piece was all the ways, there's so many ways where we can end the drama cycle and, and look at ourselves and be like, oh, I'm, I'm done complaining and criticizing and judging. I just want to be more of what I'm wanting for myself. Yeah. And so that self-mastery piece is the responsibility piece and embodying the action and feeling into the result that I want and then continuing on that train versus focusing on what I don't want. Right. 
<laughs> it seems so simple. Focus on what you want, oh, not yeah. what you don't want. It's simple. And it's not, not easy. easy. No. <laughs> then our humanness stepped in, guys. And I'm going to give you a little clue. I'm going to give you a freebie. We're imperfect. No. So, Just uh, saying. So, so if you're like me, who would never have called herself a perfectionist, but I had all the lists and as long as I felt whole and complete, as long as it got completed, and then didn't recognize I was beating myself up for when it wasn't, because there was a whole nother day that I could just continue on the list, like mm -hmm. the expectation, the conditions became real and I began living and swirling in this perfectionist state of mind. Mm -hmm. which, leads me, which leads me into my next question is how has, self-mastery supported you as an entrepreneur oh my gosh so freedom comes to mind first thing that popped mm -hmm. in and when i started this quest back when i was making those lists of like oh my gosh if i could be and do anything would i still do accounting would i still do finance because that's all i knew and I realized, no, but I had all these other passions. And as I started stepping into helping people with their health, I had more passions. And I knew in my soul that I could create a business because I was very capable of helping build businesses. But one for myself, which became like, oh, really? Not, not with my husband, like stepping out on my own and doing my own thing. Well, what would that look like? And all I knew for sure, it would have all of my passions all milled into one thing so I could help people grow. Mm. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, this journey of self-mastery, this journey of neurotransformation, of owning my own intuition, of being a life coach has opened up possibility and building a business that's viable. And the success is how I decide for it to be. Yeah my definition of wealth, my definition of success. And this mastery piece has allowed me to open up the definition of that, the possibility by meeting people who are making it happen, by meeting people mm -hmm. who are living in integrity and having this beautiful essence of their work in the world. And they're having this success. And it's not about the success first, the, the six figures, the seven figures first, right? It's about becoming the essence of what you're promoting from a place of integrity to allow other people to see as a mirror that that's available for them too, whether it's in their life as a mom, in their business, in their hobbies, in their finance, there's so many beautiful spaces. And my business success has expanded, not from all the things I knew, all the skills I had, those are helpful, my understanding of numbers from the accounting perspective, yeah. but in allowing myself permission to fly in a place of unknown. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Into the fear and still be able to move forward. Yeah. I feel like your um your intuition is on fire right now and you're predicting the questions I'm gonna ask before oh, that's another <laughs> conversation we can have. <laughs> yeah, I know you do that. Yeah. So the next question is so let's dive into this idea of wealth. Okay. Because I know the word wealth can be very triggering for some people just because of the way society has taught us to look and feel about money and wealth. And um, so I'm curious how you define wealth. Mm -hmm. uh, I define wealth a lot different than I used to. Yeah. <laughs> you lose it all. Right? <laughs> a different perspective on what's important in life. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that. Um, I think as human beings and just in society alone, we can get really busy on 
chasing the dollar because that dollar is going to make everything better. And dollars do make things better. But there's this other world behind that chasing of the dollar and how much do we think we deserve and how much are we worth in that quest? And those are places of ourselves we often overlook. Those, those, inner, those inner beliefs, those inner environmental beliefs we picked up from sometimes and most often, not even ourselves, just how we grew up, our parents, our teachers, our friends, our perceptions, our experiences of life and how we're looking at them through these lenses, right? Mm -hmm. How do we see wealth based off what we were taught wealth was? And then what do we believe that's possible for ourselves? And so this comeback of mine <laughs> has been from not only learning who I was when I had the wealth, because we did very well for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I spent most of my life catching up to being okay with being <laughs> right. I watched friends leave and my children's play dates not being um, available anymore because, you know, you lived there or it made us feel uncomfortable. So like this whole like identity around having money and then this identity around losing all the money and the shame that comes from perceived failure and then the redefining of that and still keeping the value of what became important during that definition. I had to actually define it for myself. It can't be your definition. Yes, exactly. It can't be, be the society ideal. Mm -hmm. And for yeah. me, I had struggle with identifying that I was worthy of doing this on my own. I, I was okay. I was enough to build what I wanted to build and be who I wanted to be. Because I played oh. such a support role. Mm -hmm. I love that you bring that up because I think that's a really important distinction to make when it comes to wealth is that when we're chasing it outside of ourselves and we're always playing that catch up game of like, oh, now I made this much money. Now I have to raise my own value. And now I've made this much money now. And you so you're always catching up. Whereas if you embody wealth, you become it before the money ever arrives. The money is just a side effect of the feeling of wealth. Yeah, it's an energetic exchange. And that is the thing that I was missing most in the understanding of it's not all the things that you do. I mean, you can. It, I guess that's what's interesting for me. My journey has not been that. And I believe now it's a requirement of where I'm going in the future. Like mm -hmm. this next level piece of trust. Remember when I told you that I'd gained all the weight and I was wondering who I was? And I, I'd heard this whisper that when you learn to trust yourself, and love yourself, the weight will come off. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. And there was a lot in between that, but it's true. And it's like this next piece. I know how to do business. Mm -hmm. But the belief in I can do it in a life coaching capacity or in a self-mastery capacity had to be embodied first yeah. for the pieces to fall into place. And it was missing for many, many years. This year was a very big turning point for me in this. Mm-hmm. But it was also the year I had a very big turning point in the belief of myself in general, because I had been beaten up and beating myself up my entire life. So my story is not, it's not one of like, everyone has their hardships. It's just different, but I did it to myself. Yeah. This acceptance of like, what else are you chasing in life? If you're chasing your definition of wealth, what else are you chasing? Mm -hmm. I was always chasing five pounds. <laughs> right. The pattern is there. I'll be perfect when I'm a certain weight. Mm -hmm. The shit is there if I'm not that weight. Now enter wealth. Yeah. Enter money. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then what makes you wealthy? And my mentor, Joy Kingsborough, mutual friendship mentor and colleague. We uh, talk about Joy a lot on the show. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, she asked me to literally sit down and define success. So for me, success, wealth, abundance is the same. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay. And she said, don't start with money. Mm -hmm. This is how embodied it was. Everything I did, everything I was, even through all the work, was like the dollar was determining my value. Yeah. Okay. So when I did that, I spent seven pages handwriting out all my definitions of success with my kids, with my marriage, with my home, with my parents, with relationships, like all of the things. Just let it free flow. And I realized I had so much success already. Yeah. That I was pretending wasn't there. Mm, because you're focused on money instead of wealth. The feeling of, wow, when you just recognize you're already successful, what does that feel like in your body? And how can you find that feeling when you anticipate where you're headed in the future with your money yes. or your business? And it freaking rocked my world. It changed everything to where it's still almost this giddy little disbelief of like, I just focus on this feeling and then the clients show up. Yeah. I mean, there's a few other steps in there, but <laughs> I focus on collaboration and the people show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. I'm super excited to dive into 21 days of wealth with you. I cannot wait. Oh my God. So good. So if you could share anything with our audience about current events and how to navigate what's going on in the world right now, what would you share? Hmm. I get this sense, like I feel, I feel the chaos in the air, the stress, yeah. the anxiety, the, the hopelessness, the unknown mm -hmm. of what's going on. And I feel a lot of, and I witness a lot of how easy it is to attach to the anger, the fight, the differences, the separation. And I think my biggest takeaway just from my own experiences, and I'll use this in reference to my body, where is it that I'm pulling that in? Mm -hmm. And where is it I can bring more peace for myself by some different actions? Because all of those things the current events is all how we're internalizing those, right? Those lenses again. How many lenses do we have on that we're trying to see through? Or how many can we take off and put a different one on and open ourselves up to a different perspective, you know, with more diversity, more inclusion, more understanding that it may not be your view, but it's someone's view. And how when we can bring ourselves more in a unity consciousness that way, we at least can expand our awareness and understanding that there is life beyond what we live and currently experience. Mm -hmm. And knowing that for me is like, all right, well, then what is happening in my body right now? What, what emotion am I feeling? There aren't five. There's like a whole spectrum. You know, <laughs> there's more beyond overwhelm, stress, frustration, irritation and anger. There's the opposing side of that. There's joy, love, acceptance, gratitude, appreciation. And how we learn all of these by experiencing life, but we're born this. 
the love, mm-hmm. gratitude, acceptance, appreciation. All those things are in us from the minute we're born. It's part of our soul, our spirit. And when we're worried about the past or stressing on the future, we're not here right now with ourselves. Yeah. And so things like meditation, things like walking, things like nourish, nourishing and nurturing our body, these simple things that we can oftentimes overlook are the biggest components in bringing in that peace for ourselves so we can understand what is happening and what it is that we want and then take the actions to get into the feeling more of what we want. Yeah. I love that. Michelle, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I could talk to you all day long about this, but as always, we end Rebel Radio with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? Oh my gosh. What do I dream of for the world? I, I truly do dream that people can recognize, acknowledge, or at least become aware that there's more than where they are currently available to them in life. So no matter what we've been through, no matter what we think of ourselves, no matter what experiences we've we've gone through in life, there's always an other side. There's possibility. There's potential in all of us beyond what we know. And I think my biggest wish for the world would be like, allow yourself to discover that no matter what that looks like for you, no matter if it's in a program or in an experience or a book, if you think you're hearing things over and over again and you're thinking, well, that's just for that kind of person or that's because they're in a leadership position or that there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And then for me, like literally being shut in this box of myself that I created, there's always more and you're worth exploring the curiosity of that. You're worth Mm. anything you want and any belief you want to have in yourself. And that's what I would love for the world to know. So good. So good. Thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.